So, the question I have, right, mm-hmm. is are women delusional? And the, the reason that came up because I really don't feel like women are delusional. Okay. But what I feel is women don't realize that men have kind of catered themselves to women like Most all definitely. their lives. Right. <laughs> From right. like their fathers uh-huh. to like the guys that they've dated. Mm-hmm. Even if like the guys were trash or like their father were trash or whoever the guys were trash. Mm-hmm. There's still a part of them that like was like super nice to them just because they're women. Right. And I and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel yeah. like the only type of women who do realize it mm-hmm. are women who were who grew up with a bunch of brothers. Right. Because right, their right, brothers right. kept it real and they got insight on how niggas really are. Right. right I I agree. Right. But I think women, especially our generation, uh-huh. You're a little bit older than me, but our generation of women, they grew up with the in a fan and a fan in a lot. In a fantasy, almost like a fairy tale mindset. Right, right, right. Like yeah. it's like you don't realize that, like, like even when I see like guys opening the door for women and women don't say nothing, it's like, mm-hmm. so you're used to like just guys like doing stuff for you, but you don't realize that, like, men don't men go men don't have that opportunity. Like, women don't open doors for me. Okay. Okay. Or women, like, even when I open the door for women, some women, like, don't say, like, thank you or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Just because you're so used to, like, guys doing things for you. So I feel like it just builds, like, this, like you said, a a fantasy world. You're just, like, delusional in thinking that this is how everybody acts. It's kind of like pretty girl syndrome. Mm -hmm. And pretty girls have it the worst. Oh, yeah, most definitely. They, They have it the worst. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So it's just like that was just a a concept in my head that I feel like a lot of people don't really understand. I feel like we're gonna get a lot of pushback on it. But of course. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like Yeah, it just it just mind boggling me that it's like that. Why do you think it's like that? Or do you think it's an it's an issue that it's like that? Um I mean, I, I know why it's like that. Just because, if you know, if your father and your granddad tell you it was pretty and all this type of stuff, mm-hmm. then after a while you're gonna start. Of course, you're gonna start believing it. But then, or matter of fact, I take that take it back. I feel like if the men that are close to you are always catering to you, mm-hmm. then you feel like all guys should cater to you. Mm-hmm. And then that makes you like, if a guy doesn't cater to you mm-hmm. or isn't nice to you, then it's like he's a woman hater or he's Ooh. this or he's whatever the case. Cause the reason it came up is because a reason that thought came up, um, is part of like the Kevin Samuels thing. Okay. And not necessarily what he's saying, or it is part of what he's saying. Like he says a lot of crazy stuff, but the f- before you go on, <laughs> I had, when you, when you first talked about this topic and you brought it up, I was like, all right, this nigga trying to be Kevin Samuels. Nah. Who, but- <laughs> me? No, <laughs> right. no, 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 not at all, not at all. I really don't even watch a nigga. Right, me neither. Yeah, but going. but it's just to me what's interesting about him is just a lot of the not interesting about him, but interesting about his position in media or society is just that the outrage that 
when you mention his name, mm-hmm. that a lot of people feel, a lot of women feel. I, and I don't get it because I actually I was reading something on Twitter, them saying that they're pushing a um, what's a little signing thing, petition, a petition, yeah. to take to him off to get YouTube. Him off. Right, 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 right. Bro, that doesn't make no that makes no sense to me. Like right. you hate that man that much. He's he hasn't even done anything to you. He he hasn't really even done too much. Right. Yeah. And, and he's he's doing it both ways. He's doing it to men and women. Right. But you hate him that much. Right, right, right. And I, I just hear women be like, yo, he's gay or he's this. He he is very feminine. He's very feminine. Very feminine. But now do you think that's that's an accountability thing that women lack? Because that's, that's something I also notice as well. Not, not saying that all women, but a lot of women lack that ability to, the ability to have accountability and ability to look in the mirror and see who it is that they are. And how they really act, like true character about themselves. Like I said, not all women, because I know a lot of women who is like, "Yo, that's someone be trash." Right. But a lot of women who are like used to that or mm-hmm. used to just men catering to them, I feel like they they definitely like that. Mm. They definitely like that. They got me wondering. I, I I'm trying to like put into perspective how many women I know really want to be catered to. Because I, I, I came from, my, my family is mostly women, mm-hmm. but they're like hard-working women. But I know for a fact that if they could, they would have somebody that catered to them. You don't feel like all women want to be catered to, to to a certain degree? And this might be my perspective on how I look at women. Mm-hmm. Because, I, for instance, if I have, have a daughter, I know you, you're about to have a daughter. But if mm-hmm. I were to have a daughter, I'm not going to necessarily cater to her. Like Brittany says that she wants me to have a daughter so that I can see how it is, but yeah. I don't think that I'm going to cater to her because I don't I don't like that that perception of women being catered to and actually and I was thinking about this driving earlier. Uh-huh. When we think about the women when we when they're brought up, their father's doing everything for them, right? Breaking their back for them, right? And for the for the son, he got to pretty much go out right, there and get it, right? You got to get it, like. I'm gonna still work ethic in you. Like right. now I want my daughter to have the same thing. Right. And I and I can think about scenarios where I've had conversations with two women and they said that being catered to was a crutch for them. Because it's instilling them on how to be dependent depending on a man. And yeah. they can't really stand on their own two feet. Yeah. And that's crazy that you brought this up. We kind of transitioned to this topic because like you said, I'm about to have a daughter in probably about three months. Mm-hmm. And one of my main things is I don't want her to be super dependent on. It's kind of like the balance. Right. <laughs> I want her to like be respected and, you know, make sure that she gets respect from anybody that she comes across mm-hmm. as far as like a man that she's dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also want her to be soft, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So I don't want her to be like super independent, like I don't need no nigga for nothing. Like right. I don't want her to be that. But I don't want her to be like hard either. Like right. I I want her to be like it's kinda weird. It's, I can say it's weird, but it's just a, a balance that I'm in my head I want her to have. Like mm-hmm. I want her to be strong and independent, but not to be like domineering and like overbearing and over the top. Right. And I and I think our mindsets are changing because of the day and time that we're in now. And we've talked, we have conversations about this before, mm-hmm. but in the day and time that we're in now, women are advanced. And like women aren't the women that our grandmothers and great grandmothers were. Women have definitely Maybe changed. they are. Maybe, are th- maybe our grandparents were like that. 
I don't think so. And I say that because of well, it was something going around social media to where they were saying the guy was saying relationships today are failing because men have to have personality and have to be good men. Because if you think about it, our grandmothers and great grandmothers, they just got married because they really needed to get married to have a house, yeah. to go to college, to actually have money to get a bank account. True. So they needed a man to kind of... They needed that man, right? Today's time, like, a woman doesn't need a man, per se. They want a man, but they don't need a man. True. And you hear so many women say that, but I really think that's changing towards that because women are busting their ass to get more. Like, we've seen... Like, today is the highest college graduate rate for black women. Yeah, yeah. Black women are killing. Right. They they definitely killing. Right, so... I think that's a, a big part. I, I think that's today's, it's changing. It's really changing. I was going to say, I feel like. You think it's changing to like black women being like pretty much like dominant or you said it's changing away from Ooh, that? I can't, I don't know if I can say dominant, but I feel as though black women are changing to get the money and with them getting their money, there comes the ego flex. It's thousand percent ego. Yeah, it's, there comes the ego flex. So that's why I can't say dominant, but there's definitely an ego flex behind that. Yeah, but I can't. I'm not gonna say that they're becoming more dominant. I can't. That's gonna be hard for me to say. But you, you know what's crazy about that when you say it's an ego flex, right? I feel like, which is it's crazy to me now that I think about it. But I feel like women are, black women want to be, have the flex of being like head of the household or being like being like the one like we the shit right but I feel like this could be my from you know what I perceive mm-hmm. but I feel like women don't even want that responsibility they don't bro they name me one woman who wants to be in charge of everything I can't I can't either but I can't I, I, there's gonna be a they they're going to have control issues, but they, like, when it all broke boys down to the nitty-gritty, they don't want to. Which is kind of, it's kind of crazy, though. Actually, it's crazy. It's just like you work, you work, you bust your ass. You're in school. You get these degrees, you, you know, making all this money. To not be in control. Like, to, like, <laughs> like just to say you kind of, like, up there and be like, you know what? Here you go. Like it's all you. You can handle that. And now that switch is not that's that easy and that simple. Um, but yes, yeah, I want it, it is weird because I don't. I still don't think that women can honestly and truthfully pick a mate that's equally yoked to them. I feel like, and this mm. I might get might, might get some pushback on this, but mm-hmm. I feel like men are better at picking a mate. Than women are. Okay, let's talk about this. This is a good topic. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like. Why do you say that? And I don't know if I agree or disagree with you. Yeah, right, right. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, I feel like a natural instinct that women have is when they are picking a mate, they're picking someone that they can nurture. They can, they can. I'm not gonna say build up, but they're nurturing that person. They're they're they're, they're picking them. They're, do you think that's the case in every situation? A lot of them, they're 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 horning in on the potential versus where that person is, and then over time they get irritated because where that person really is, they overlook that. 
Okay. Now to cut you off, I'm going to inject this. Do you feel like these certain women... Okay. All right. This this is about to get deep. (laughs) Take your time. So do you feel like certain women can't get what they already want, so they have to get and try to build something? Hmm. It's like if you want a souped-up car, Mm -hmm. if you want a... uh, a Benz or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I can't afford a Benz at this moment. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a, a Honda. I'm going to throw some rims throw on some it. Rim, tint it out. Tint it out. Get a little Ooh. system in it. And then it's like equally or, you know, comparable to whatever your, your, your car was. Right. That's tough. That is very tough. And I feel like a lot of factors can go into that. And I instantly thought about Kevin Samuels. Yeah. Like, men... I don't. I don't think men honestly want our equal. Like we want our equal. That yeah. we want our equal, but we want you to. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. Men definitely don't want our equal. right. They, they, but we don't want our equal. So if you're coming in with the same power that I have, I'm not. Naturally, I'm not going to really be attracted to that. And I feel like women want men too. I don't know if I wouldn't want my equal. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want your equal though? And, it, and when I say that, I, I don't, I'm not speaking person. I'm speaking yeah, 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 a general yeah, observation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Keep talking. I'm trying to gather my thoughts. Right, right, right. It's, it's, and I just, I literally just had the thought myself. Yeah, yeah. But men don't really want their equal. They want someone to look up to them, right? So when a, when, a, when a woman presents herself as your equal, I don't think that's going to naturally attract a man. Like, a, a man is not going to naturally like that. Okay. That's just how men naturally are. Yeah. So for women, for women who are out here presenting themselves in that light, and they, to go with what you're saying, they're trying to pick a guy who they look at their equal. Naturally, he's not going to pick them. So that makes sense for them to have to build that Honda up and put those rims and put that tinted window on. Right, right, right. Just, just not, just observation from me. Uh, okay. Okay. So, all right. So it made me think, like, why you know older dudes like date younger chicks? It's a control. It's a control factor. What's the? Is it control or is it like? I feel like mm-hmm. I've I've only dated like younger women probably like a handful of times, and it's only been like maybe two, maybe three years. Mm-hmm. Um, how young? How many years? Like two or three years. Okay, I was maybe like twenty six and, or I was like twenty five, and she might have been twenty two or twenty three, something like that. So nothing too crazy. Before before you go into details, was that a big difference for you dating at, someone twenty one at that uh-huh. at that time frame? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, I feel like the reason it kind of feels good because. Your base, your base level stuff. They kind of look up to that, like they want to be where you at. You kind of come off a little bit more mature. Mm-hmm. But for somebody that's your age already, especially for a man, mm-hmm. y'all pretty much like e- either at the same level or she's you know above you as far as like maturity or mm-hmm. just kind of having her life somewhat together, somewhat in order. Mm-hmm. When I met Elle, she already had. When it came down to like finances, she had like spreadsheets and all this <laughs> other shit, and I'm like, yo. 
I got all my box, my bills in like a shoebox right. under my bed. Right. <laughs> so like she kind of helped me get that in order. Similar with Brittany, yeah. Yeah. So like with that, I didn't ever have that option of her kind of like looking up to me. Like she looks up to me in like certain elements. Mm-hmm. But um, in that particular element, like just having life in order. Right. She didn't. But when I dated like somebody younger mm-hmm. who was, you know, Maybe they had, you know, two or three roommates, mm-hmm. and I basically lived on my own. Um, they looked up to me, or I had, like, my stuff my stuff looked t- together. Right. And they were like, oh, well, I can come over here. Right. right, right so right. it just looked like I was a place of, I can say peace, but. Success. Yeah. You was at a, it, for, it, for, it looked like you was at a place of success to them where they were in their life. Right, right, right. Now, right. so what, what was the difference? Because I was... I, I've dated probably about four women around from from the age of 23 to 26. Mm-hmm. At 23, it was 18. <sighs> Terrible. I, I can't tell you. Do Terrible. That. 24. What do y'all talk about? Now, don't you know? You know, I I try to have all types of conversations. So <laughs> yeah. for her, the conversations were mentally. Stimulating for me, it was just a conversation. It was a regular conversation. I I, I know that feel like. Yeah. So you going super deep? You like (laughs) right? I'm not. I just said put your bills on auto pay. It's a lot easier. I'm not asking (laughs) your favorite colors, but we're having like conversation about what you want. What do you see yourself in five years? Type situation. So, like I said, 23. It was an 18 year old. About to turn. About to turn 19 though. Like in a month, 19. And then at that 24, it was like a 21-year-old. Uh-huh. 24 and 25, yeah. And then around 26, it was like a 22, 23-year-old. I, I realized that that life just wasn't me. I didn't know we all the way off topic. But I remember when I was 19, I worked at a food line in Chesapeake. Mm-hmm. And there was this girl that came in. She was like a senior in high school. And she was like, yo, can you take me to the prom? Well, we... we we talked a little bit. Mm-hmm. I ain't never smashing her like that. But we talked for a little bit. She's like, yo, can you take me to the prom? And I'm like, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're like, you, you can't find nobody else? And I was talking to her. Like, She's like, nah, you know, I really want you to take me to I'm like, all right. You went? Yeah. How old were you? 19. Okay. At Indian River Prom. Okay. And then the whole time, I was like, yo, why the fuck Are am I here? here? Hey. I'll just stand in the corner looking pissed, like, y'all ready to go. Like, <laughs> and that was only a two year, maybe a year and a half, right. like, age difference. But right. I'm like, yo, this shit is for the birds. Right. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Right. Like, so at that point, I was like, I really can't talk to a chick too much younger than me. Right. Bro, like when I got with Brittany, it was a completely different ball game at that point. It feels like a sugar she, mama. She's right. She's three years older than me. Uh, I thought like five or six. Years. Oh no, no, it ain't that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> but now she's three years older than me. But you know she had like an w- old woman. She, she definitely so, a granny. Right. So her acting like an old woman was different for me. <laughs> and but it was it was like I found my equal partner, in essence. For me, and for me, it was a completely. It took it took two three years to for me to like fully grasp everything, and like change my mindset. Cause so how was your mindset before? It was an ego battle. Okay, speak on that. 
because I, like I said, I, I always envisioned having someone that, and my mentality, she calls it, she calls it super, um, Superman syndrome. I was Captain Savaho, quote unquote. Yeah. So it was, it was essentially like, I was naturally attracted to women that I could help build up. For her, there was no help and build up. Like she already experienced enough to know and, and have the wisdom to actually implement skills. So that that was a challenge in itself to actually okay, my wife isn't going to listen to everything that I tell her. My wife has a circle of friends that she can she can talk to, and actually get information from, and do this by herself. Yeah. So for me, it was it was that it was that, that was a challenge, and I had to accept it. I respect it though because that's, I, I believe in being self sufficient. So. That's why I say it was an ego battle. It was an ego battle. Mm. Yeah, because I respect it and I, every person should have those skills. But for my girlfriend to not listen to me in those instances, like, yeah, like, bro, what's this? You sure you want to be in this? Like, what is this? So, yeah. <laughs> so, did that make you question, like, y'all know if I, I really want to do this? Hmm. Did it make me question? Or did that thought come in your head, like, yeah, I don't know about this? Just because of that's. That's sole factor. Yes, most definitely. Being completely transparent, yes. Like, it made me ask myself, like, what is my purpose in this? And I hated that because growing up, my pops left my mom because he said that he didn't have a purpose in their relationship. Uh. So, like, that gave perspective on, like, damn, so this is the reason why my pops left. He felt that way. Yeah. So that's why I hated to have that feeling, but I had to reflect that feeling and actually process that feeling. I never even thought of the idea of like having what never crossed my mind of like having purpose within your relationship. Not saying I never thought like this is kind of like my role or this is what I need to do, but I never just thought of like what is the purpose Mm -hmm. of me in this relationship. Right. Mm. And it is a boil down as it boils down. That's for the couple to kind of uh, figure out. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's crazy. I just never really thought about that. So, all right. So, speaking of marriage, um, like I said, I know this conversation all over the place. So, that's all right. Um, one of the main topics that I've been thinking about, like, really over the last year mm-hmm. is like leading, leading in your household. Mm-hmm. Or effectively leading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, to me, I didn't like. I've been married for eight years, and for a while, I never felt like a, a leader in my household. I feel it. Just because, really, what it all boils down to, I did, just didn't make enough money to me. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So I want to ask you, and I feel like we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Can you lead in your house if you're not the breadwinner in your house? Can you effectively lead? From That's from key my word effective, right? Effective from my perspective, no. Okay, I, I think, and I had this conversation with Brittany as well. But for as a man, having your own mm-hmm. is a completely different feeling, right? And I, I'm, I'm talking about as a man. I ain't talking about someone who a leech can just. Suck off and just build off your money, like yeah. as a man to have your own. That's a that's a completely different feeling. Like I'll bring up the example again, but 
when I left the restaurant to become a full-time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. the, the pandemic started two months right after I left. Mm-hmm. So I was doing pop-ups. You switching the two of my pop-ups were successful, but then we had that dead period where you couldn't do nothing. Right. And that was from, what, March until like June, June, July? Yeah, yeah. And at that point, like, on top of other things, I just felt like a bum. And I, I hate that feeling. Like, I hate feeling like a bum. I mm-hmm. hate feeling like I have to depend on somebody else. Yeah. So when I did my first pop-up and I was able to have my own money in my pocket, I told Brittany, like, I feel like I'm alive now. Yeah. I feel like I'm a whole new man. I have my own money and I can contribute my money and put it on the table. Why do you feel that is, though? Because I felt the same way. Like, last year, like, pretty much, like, I started, like, you know, like, same as you, like, the uh, pandemic hit. I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, all over the place for, like, two or three months. And then stuff started to, like, start to roll again. Then I started to get, um, I got uh, unemployment. So I was getting that. And like I tell everybody, I felt like I was making, like, drugs. <laughs> right. I had that, plus I had, you know, some other stuff coming in. So then it was like, all right. Now I can kind of start to take care of the stuff that I want to take care right. of. Like, right. you know, I went and bought, like, I was buying stuff for the house. Like, I was in Lowe's, like, like a couple times a week, like, mm-hmm. just buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I felt like this is the life that I've always dreamed about living. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. This is there. the life that, like, as a man, I feel like I am leading. Like, if something needs to be done, I can make sure it's done. Mm-hmm. Or if... Uh, if we need to get this, I can make sure it's bought. Like, I don't need to, like, ask. I might ask for right. your opinion on, like, which like which screen door we should get. But I'm still making a decision. Right. So when that happens and, like, that carried over even after, you know, like, the un- I started, you know, doing the unemployment because, you know, business started to pick back up. But even after that, it was like, all right, I was making money, stuff coming in. So I can say, like, all right, well, you know, my wife's uh, car had a, her transmission when I was like, all right, I put, like, Two thousand down on that, got right. that taken care of. And then it was like something but else. Happened. That was a great feeling, wasn't it? It was a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I never knew how great it feels to make to like pay for stuff, mm-hmm. like like major stuff. Like you know, I pay for dinner, you know, do all this type of stuff. But when you could pay for some like real major stuff, mm-hmm. it's like a like an ego boost. I'm gonna say two things, right, uh-huh. as to why I think that is. Mm-hmm. For one, I think that's for anyone who has the idea of being self-sufficient, like, in their brain and instilled their, in their brain yeah. to not have to rely on someone, like, that's going to be a feeling that you're going to always have. Mm. But I was having this conversation with Show Sue, mm-hmm. and we're talking about, because we had, a, on the other podcast, we had a long debate about um, men being natural providers. Right. And I don't know if it's more so natural or if it was instilled in us to be providers. And I think that's, that's a reason for us to feel satisfied taking care of things and paying for things, just being a provider. And we hear that term, that term thrown so loosely, like, and women say that their their man has to be a provider. Yeah. I think mo- a lot of men naturally have like that provi- that provider mindset in them already. Now you got me thinking, like, is it a nature or is it a nurture thing? Right. I don't. Uh. Can you explain what you mean between nature like, and nurture? Is it something that's like women have like uh um are um 
nurturers by nature. Mm-hmm. Which I just said the same thing. <laughs> but um, they're nurturers by nature. Uh-huh. So with men, are we providers by like nature or are we is it like drilled in us like you have to protect and provide, protect and provide, protect and provide. So after a while you be like, you know what, I need to take care of this. And we see if you have like men in your life, you start to see like, all right, this is the role of the man in the house. Like mm-hmm. you gotta make sure stuff is paid for. Mm-hmm. You gotta make sure like your your family is taken care of. You gotta make sure, you know, like you you protect your family. Like mm-hmm. so is it that or is it just something that's you know within us that we just feel and like you know what we that's gotta a, do? That's a hell of a question. And I honestly I can't I was gonna say that I didn't have a man growing up, but mm-hmm. I had my stepdad. Yeah, my yeah. stepdad was the epitome of Going out there, he was he was a longshoreman. Yeah, yeah. Going out there and getting his money, uh-huh. but not only not only my stepdad, I had my mother and my aunts and my grandmothers in my ear saying, "When you get a wife, you have to be that provider. You have to provide. You have to provide." So it's hard to say if it's something that's in it, if it's if, if it's natural for us, or if it's something that was instilled in us. But I do think that heavily, it it's something that is instilled. Mm. It is something that's instilled in us. Mm. Thinking about this, it. but it's hard to say. It's very hard to say. Yeah, because I know, like, my mom used to say it all the time, and then I had like my dad, my granddad, right? Um, yeah, my dad, my granddad. Um, they used to like work all the time, so I could see like, all right, they out here getting it, they hustling, they you mm-hmm. know getting a little. They got a job, but then they got a couple little saggies. And my granddad used to cut grass, and my dad used to like wash cars. Well, he still wash cars, but he used to do a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Right. So just seeing that, just like, trying to make ends meet. Right, 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 right. So, huh, that's tough. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But um, in regards to that conversation, I feel like we skip, we we just running past like mad conversation. Like, bro, it's it's a, it's it's a lot of conversation in this conversation. Bro. Right, right, yeah. People gonna listen to this shit and like, yo, these niggas is all over. <laughs> the place. But um. We might be able to wrap it up after this. I don't even know what, where we where we at time wise. Thirty minutes. Oh, okay. But um, w- one thing that I I feel like I'm about to do a video on, um, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Do you feel like women actually understand that? Stand understand what men go through as far as provider. And the reason I ask that is because. I know a lot of guys who um, deal with, especially, you know, once kids come to play or, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's like I know a lot of men who are they trying to get it, especially like as soon as like my wife said, you know, we're pregnant. My mind switched. All right. We got it. I got to make this money. Mm-hmm. I got these clients. I need to edit. I need to work. I need to work all day, every day, mm-hmm. which sometimes isn't the healthiest, but it's just a, like a. I got to make sure this happens. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was probably like a couple years into uh, being married, my wife said something that kind of like had me bugged out. Like, she was like, all right, I want us to spend more time together. I want us to go out, like, you know, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. But then she will also say in the same conversation, well, we got these bills that need to be paid for, so what's about to happen? And to me, those are two of the most conflicting and contradictory things ever. Because on one stance, <laughs> you're like, all right, well, we got these bills, and how are we going to take care of it? So that means I got to work to get it. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, all right, well, we also need to spend a lot more time together. Mm-hmm. So that means I need to stop working. So which one of these things do you want more? Right. And then when I mentioned that, she's like, 
I'm like, you know that's contradictory, right? She's like, yeah, so? And I'm like, Ugh. And I had that, we had that same conversation because we're trying to get like our finances really, really in order. Right. So we're next year we're talking about just balling on a budget, like really having a set budget. Yeah. But she's talking about going to Jamaica and all these other extraordinary things. We're like, bro, how is that realistic if we're trying to save? Right. Because to me, when it's like, all right, if we trying to get money in order, mm-hmm. then we shutting everything down. Everything. We in the house. We in the house. We on the bare minimum. Right. Like, yo, <laughs> all right, we're making sandwiches all day, every day. Right. We eating tuna fish. Like, we, 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 we. That's, but that's a, that's a straight you got to get, I think you got to get to it to get ahead. But go ahead with yeah, the original yeah. question. So, like, you got to, like, really, like, buckle down, like, like whatever the, the, the basics is, we doing that. Right. Anything outside of that, we ain't doing it. Right. But I feel like, I feel like women have a different understanding of that because like women need a lot of different things as far as, like, you know, to be nurtured, to be having that connection, which I completely get. But I feel like a lot of women don't understand, like, all right, when we in, like, provider mode mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, provider mode, it's like, all right, I'm not sure when, you know, money's going to be coming in like this, so I need to kind of get to it while it's here. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of shut yourself off to the outside world. Like, you really in that, I got to get it. Yeah. I got to get it mindset. Yeah. And I don't think – I, I definitely think women really understand like what it is a guy is going through during those periods, right. and when it's lack of, and it leads to finally getting into that groove of I can get it, I can get it. Like yeah. I really, I don't think women fully understand. Like they may understand uh, parts of it, but like for I think for men that's a lot. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a lot to deal with. There's a lot of pressure. There's it's a, a lot, lot of, of pressure. It's a, yeah. because. If everything goes bad, they will not look at the wa- the woman and say like, "Yo, what happened?" Right. They gonna look at you and right. like, "Yo, my nigga, like, what happened?" Like, what wh- you do? Like, why y'all power ain't on? You dropped the ball, right? Yeah. So that's in my head. That's what I always feel like. Yo, this shit is always on me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If anytime there's like an issue in my house financially, like no matter what, even if L makes way more money than me. Mm-hmm. Is they always gonna look at me and like, yo, you got a man living with you though, like you, right. you married, you got a, <laughs> right, you got a nigga. What, what is that he nigga doing? doing? Yeah, right, yeah. Cause L, L stepdad used to look at. I feel like he used to like judge me, just because of like, if she say like, yo, something going on, he be looking at me like, yo, what you, what you doing, like, mm-hmm. what you. I feel like Britney's dad does that with me too. For real, uh huh. Cause and he an old nigga with money. Oh yeah, he an old nigga with money. But yeah, most definitely. So it's like, yo. And I feel like women don't get that. Like, yo, I'm not saying I'm trying to prove to this nigga, but I still need to prove prove to this nigga. Like, yo, I can run my house. I can really get. I can take care of your daughter. Right. Like, right. 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 Yeah. But so that goes to my head. Like, all right, I gotta get this money while it's here. Like, mm-hmm. like last night, like Elle was downstairs. She was looking bored, and it's like you should come lay with me. I'm like, I want to, but I got this wedding to get at it, mm-hmm. so I can move on to the next thing, get mm-hmm. paid, and like try to get this. So I feel bad, but it's like, all right. It's a sacrifice, bro. Yeah. You got to sacrifice something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It just, that's something that, like, it always got me. Like, I know a couple guys who go through the same thing, mm-hmm. and they women call them, like, selfish or, you know, whatever the case may be. Don't but you have to be a bit selfish, though? I believe so. Yeah, I, I, 
like with all that pressure and stress on you, like you have to be a certain amount, of, a certain percent of a, a selfish in that situation, in order to really go out here and get it. Yeah. But it's hard, like you, but like you just said, it's hard because you know that you have a spouse that you have to tend to, you have to love on them how they want to be loved. So right. it's like, bro, this it ain't easy. Yeah, it ain't easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, now that's something. I, like I doubted that so much, yeah, because so much, so much more than I want, right? And I'm, and I feel like I'm just now getting in that good groove, and it took me a while to actually appreciate where I'm at, but I don't think I fully appreciate it because there's so much that I, I more that I want, and it's like trying to figure out how to get there, mm. like that's on top of trying to like really provide and all that, like yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, I don't think I don't think. Women, yeah, women don't know like what men go through deep on the inside. I don't believe so. Mm. Unless you have a bunch of brothers. Yeah. So that actually made this conversation come full circle. Yeah. I feel like the name of this should be like, Do Women Know? <laughs> Do Women Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do Women Know. Yeah, I, I really feel like women just like, there might be women who understand, but I feel like women don't really understand. There's a lot of stuff that like men just have to deal with that women like oh well I, I ain't know that or they don't really care as much. Yeah. Mm. Hey, so. by the way, y'all, no Kevin Samuels, all right? No, we're Kevin just Samuels. we're just talking. We just talking. We just talking. <laughs> so I guess we should say why we started this real quick before we kind of close this out. I yes, guess. Sir. So, uh, like I said, I'm shot here. So I know we need to introduce ourselves. Right, tonight. crazy. <laughs> 38 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. I'm Rashad Harris. So, um, I actually known Javon for the last couple of years. And we've always had, like, a solid rapport as far as, like, I feel like we get into our, these conversations a lot, like. So easily. Yeah, so effortlessly. Yeah, just, like, deep conversations about, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, we was talking last week and it was like, you know what? It would be dope if we just kind of talk, like, had a little outlet where we can just kind of talk about, you know different topics, different, you know, things that just come across. So um, that's what this is. This is the, uh, what is it? this convo can get deep. Right. Pod, series, <laughs> whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, the plan is to kind of drop these, you know, once a week. But, you know, we just kind of letting it flow and just right. letting. Well, organic. Yeah, let it be organic. Let it go where life takes us. Real. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, I guess this is our first episode. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how to close this shit out, but on that note, you can catch us on all stream all streaming platforms, and we out. All right, peace. Peace.